0: The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. But today, we're gonna be talking, as we close out this series, we're gonna be talking about sex today. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so um, just a little heads up because I know there may be some kids in the room today. We want you to know that this, this message is going to be in the PG-13 range, okay? We're gonna keep it classy. That's our goal. We keep it classy. We're not gonna be crude, but we are gonna be talking about things thematically that you may not wanna to have to answer on the drive home to some little kids today, all right? So if you got little ones in here, this is a great time to go check them into kids' ministry. Uh, kids' ministry is made for kids at their level, by the way. That's why we have those classes. We take the Word of God. We don't babysit in our kids' classes. We take the Word of God. And we break it down for kids so they can get it because they can't get it in here. And so we don't want to hinder kids from receiving the Word of God. So that's why we have such great children's ministry. So you may want to take them or just buckle up, buttercup, because it's going to get interesting. All right? We're talking about... Sex, And we're talking about this and we're not shying away from this topic because here's the thing, uh, we live in a world that is saturated with sex, isn't it? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of confusion and, and it's not just confusion in the world, there's also a lot of confusion even within the church. And with a lot of Christians, when it comes to sex, there are a lot of people that don't know how to defend uh, the biblical uh, direction that God gives us for sex. There are a lot of people that aren't talking to their kids about sex. There are a lot of Christian married couples who aren't having sex. And the Bible says that people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And so uh, we wanna kind of talk about this today, give you some knowledge on it so you can understand what the word of God has to say. So what we're gonna talk about today, it may make you feel a little uncomfortable sometimes, Um, it, It may bring a little conviction to you. From the Holy Spirit. And that's a good thing. Not, not condemnation. I'm not talking about condemnation is different. Condemnation looks backwards. Condemnation says you're, you've messed up. That's where you're going to be. That's where you're going to stay. It's never going to get any better. That's the work of the devil. Okay. Right. Conviction says maybe you messed up, but God can move you forward. And so that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Maybe you've messed up when it comes to some of this, maybe you're not walking in God's plan for this, but you can pick up right where you are and you can move forward with the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? amen. So let's pray. And then we'll jump into this Holy Spirit. we invite you here today. We welcome you into this place. God, we ask you to speak to us, to lead us, to guide us in all truth. We know that the truth sets us free. And we, go, we know, God, that, that sex is something you created. It's supposed to be a blessing and a benefit. And so today, Lord, we, we ask as we look to your word that you would help us to see it like never before so that we can carry it into our marriages and, and model what it's supposed to look like in the world around us. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen, amen. All right, so before we can get into kind of what we want to talk about today, which is talking about sex for the married couple and what that should look like and answering some of those questions, first of all, we kind of got to talk about the ground rules here. We got to talk about the basics, the Bible basics when it comes to sex. Now, we're not going to get into all the details of this because we don't have time, but we just want to lay a foundation for you that we have to build on, okay? So let's start with this. Who is sex for? Who is sex for? Well, according to Scripture, sex is for male and female. Male and female. Sex was not designed to be between male and male. Sex biblically was not designed to be between female and female. It was not designed to be between human and computer. It was not designed to be between a human and animal. It was not designed to be between human and child. It was, it was created by God. What the Bible endorses is sex between a male and a female. And what the Bible endorses is what's blessed by God. Everything else is under the curse of the world. And so that's, that's just 101. Who is sex for? It's for male and female. When is sex for? It's for after marriage. After marriage. It's supposed to take place after two people have been joined together in what's called holy matrimony. Now something interesting that we've kind of discovered at the church, we do a lot of counseling at New Song Church. We counsel a lot of married couples. We counsel a lot of couples that are in premarital counseling that are getting married. And, and we, we've kind of seen this trend that's taken place within the married couples and the unmarried couples. Premarital c- couples will come to us that are getting married and we'll ask them the question, are you guys having sex? And the answer a lot of times is yes, we are. And so we tell them, okay, you need to stop that. Don't do that. That's wrong. That's sinful. You need to wait until you're married. You need to repent and wait until you're married. Okay, then we'll have married couples come to us and we'll ask them the same question. They're struggling in their marriage. Are you guys having sex? And they'll answer, no, we're not. <laughs> to, to which we say, okay, well, you need to start doing that. You need to repent and you need to start doing that frequently. And, and here's what I want you to see. You see how the enemy attacks this. The enemy wants you to get to, he wants people doing the opposite of what God's design is. He's going to try to fight against that. And the enemy, listen, the devil knows how powerful sex is. And so what he wants to do is he wants to get people uh, who aren't married having sex because he knows how powerful it can be to do damage to their life. And he wants people who are married not having sex because he knows how powerful it can be to unite them and join them together. So this is a powerful thing that is misunderstood that we got to get Right. The Bible says this in Hebrews 13, verse four, it says marriage is to be held in, in honor among all. Everybody say all. all and the marriage bed undefiled. That's talking about sex undefiled by immorality or by any sexual sin. Now check this out for God will judge. God will judge. God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous.
1: You know, we love to talk about how God is love, and he is love, but that's the, the, the part we want to focus on and major on. We're going to talk about his love, sing about his love, but this tells us that God is also judge. And the reason that he is also judge is because he is love, and he can't be judge if he's not love. He has to judge the things that hurt the people that he loves. So Good. God is judge, and one of the things he judges is sexually uh, sexual immorality. Now, a myth that a lot of people believe, a lot of young people believe is that Uh, Things like oral sex, that rounding second base, that pornography and masturbation, that that's not really sexual immoral. As long as they are considered virgins on their wedding day, then they're good to go. But this is a myth. This is not uh, what the scripture talks about as uh, being the goal. The goal is not that you are a virgin on your wedding day. The goal is purity. And and that's the goal for every person in this room is to live pure. And uh, 1 Thessalonians 4 tells us what this looks like. Look at this with me on the screen. It says, for this is the will of God. I want to stop right there for just a second. I want to ask you a question. How many of you want to be in the will of God? Raise your hand, right? Okay, we're gonna see what the will of God is in scripture over and over again. You'll see those words, for this is the will of God. Every time you see those words, you need to stop and you really need to pay attention to what's about to come next, okay? Because that's the will of God. And then the other thing that you need to note when you see those words, this is the will of God, that whatever is about to come next, it may seem impossible, it may seem hard to do, but because it's God's will, we can know that we can do it on our own, in our own strength, Absolutely not. But if we are empowered by the Holy Spirit and we are living in a real relationship with Jesus, then we can absolutely do for what he wills for us to do. Amen. Because he's a good, good father and he's not going to will for us to do something that's impossible for us to do. So we can do this. All right. For this is the will of God. What is it? That you will be sanctified, separated and set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. This is what purity looks like, being able to control your body in holiness and honor. And if you are giving in to the lust of the flesh, if you are chasing after the desires of your flesh, instead of pursuing purity, then here's what you need to do. You need to repent. You need to have a come to Jesus moment where yeah. you are at his feet and where your heart is broken for what breaks his. Not just like, oh, I'm sorry, and then keep doing it again, but you actually yeah. experience sorrow, a godly sorrow for your sin, yeah. a sin that, that he hates because it separates you from him, a yeah. sin that put him on the cross. You need to feel this. You need yeah. to have remorse. You need to repent, okay? And then turn away, back away from it. But what happens when... Twenty minutes later, two hours later, you're faced with sexual immorality. You're faced with the lust of your flesh again. What do you do at that point? Here's what you do you run to the Father. Yeah. You run to the Father again, and again, and again, and again, Absolutely. because the pleasure that you're looking for, the thing that you're trying to fulfill in that moment of sexual immorality with your boyfriend, or with your phone, or whatever it is, let, let me tell you, that pleasure is so temporary. Yeah. It is so fleeting. It, it, it'll give you pleasure for a second, and then you're left feeling full of shame, right. remorse, this baggage, and so when you have that moment of sexual immorality, just go and be with God. Back away from it, whatever it is that you're doing, and do something that will strengthen your relationship with Him. Because that's so it's good. the intimacy with Him. That's the only kind of intimacy that's going to fulfill that lust that you're experiencing, that, that need that you're experiencing. So run to the Father again and again and again so and again. Good. Now, I, we're going to get really practical here in just a second. But is it okay if I preach for just a little bit longer? Yeah, come okay, on. Okay, because God gave me a word here. Uh specifically as I was writing this message for people who you may have been um living an impure life for years now maybe you haven't been a virgin you're not married you haven't been a virgin for decades maybe you are just continually habitually participating in sexual sin the Lord wants you to know this morning that he has a new and a better way for you he he like you love him like you love being a Christian. You love him, but somewhere along the line, you have separated your sexuality from your Christianity. And today he's saying, I, I want you to experience something new. I have a new song for you. There are new so mercies good. for you every morning. There's Amen. a new way for you. Come boldly to the throne. Let's talk about this. Let's bring me your sexual sin. I have something different for you. This is the verse he gave me. Hebrews 10, 22. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, because how many know men and women both deal with sexual immorality. Brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, he sent me here to fill you with confidence this morning, not because you're great, because the blood of Jesus is great. We have confidence to enter the most holy place. Even though you've been living unholy and impure, you can have confidence today to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. The new and living way. Someone say new. New. A new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. That word new is only used one time in scripture right there. And this is what it means. It means freshly slain or recently killed. Now I know that the crucifixion, it happened centuries ago, right? That happened so, so long ago. And sometimes because it happened so long ago, we have a hard time reconciling that with what we're dealing with right now, that, that what he did actually has an effect on the sin that we're dealing with right now. But what this verse tells us is that the sacrifice of Jesus is forever fresh in the mind of God, the father. He is forever freshly slain that that blood, it never grows cold. It never gets stale. It's all, It's always warm, it's always fresh, and it's always there to cover your most recent sin. You can come boldly to the throne this morning and talk with him and let that blood cover wash away completely your sin and when he looks at you he sees the robes of righteousness he sees purity today if you will repent and go boldly and let that fresh sacrifice that forever freshly slain yet alive and seated in christ making intercession for you come on he is here for you to restore your purity amen he wants to give it back to you You thought you could never get it back, but he's saying, I'm giving you back your purity. I have a new way for you. So just come to him, repent, and see yourself how he sees you.
0: Bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're here right now, right now, let's not go any further in the service. If you're here right now and you know that there is some sexual immorality in your life. it's This is your moment. Let's take a moment and let's repent. Lord, we ask you, I pray, I know there's people in here that are dealing with sexual immorality, they're dealing with their past, they're dealing with some of this stuff. We thank you for the forgiveness that is offered to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we call upon that blood right now. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us. We thank you that your blood doesn't just cover our sins, but it erases our sins. It washes that stuff as far as the east is from the west. It is It is gone. It is free from us. as so so, Lord, we say today we repent, we ask you to forgive us, and we choose to go in the other direction, to turn and, and run away from those things that keep us from the calling that you have for our life. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. We could stop right now, right? We could be done, but we're just getting started, okay? All right, so we talked about the who, we talked about the when, and let's talk about the why for just a moment. Why did God create sex? Well, first of all, there's a oneness that takes place through sex Uh, when a married couple comes together in sex. It's beyond just the physical. There's actually something that takes place spiritually where people come together and are united in a powerful, powerful way But here's the thing, it doesn't just happen for married couples, it happens for anybody having sex. And this is why sex can be so dangerous, because people can literally divide themselves by having multiple partners that they've been with through all these years. So it's a powerful thing, that, but, but in the, in the context of marriage, it unifies us and brings us together in a greater, more powerful oneness. Number two... Uh, is, is sex helps us to, to multiply, to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the world with, with a godly legacy that of children that we're raising up to love the things of God. And number three is for pleasure. God created sex to be fun, to be enjoyable. He didn't make it where you shake hands with your wife and she becomes pregnant. No, He made it where... You do other things, and, it, and those things are fun, and they're enjoyable, and there's pleasure involved in that. Okay, so, so let me sum it all up with this. God's plan for sex is that a married heterosexual couple would be joined together through the act of sex, committing their lives to one another in the same way that Christ committed his life to the church. And in the process, they would bear and raise a new generation of Christ followers, all while fulfilling the sexual needs of one another in the most satisfying, kind way of way. So that's the who, the when, and the why of sex. That's just kind of the basics. But now we want to talk about um, how married couples can come together and, and have a more satisfying sex life. And really what we want to do is answer some of the questions that you need to be asking. And to do this, we're going to talk about Chick-fil-A this morning. We're gonna, in fact, recall this message, What Chick-fil-A Taught Me About Sex? You heard me right. Uh, Sarah and I this week on Tuesday, we were at Chick-fil-A and we were meeting about the message and we were talking about, uh, you know, the, the points that we wanted to go through and the things that we wanted to emphasize. And Sarah came up with this, this point. It's actually our first point, you'll see it in a minute, that had to do with something that we see in the, in the, in the character of, of Chick-fil-A's business model that we were like, oh, that's a good point. And then we thought, what if we modeled this whole message after Chick-fil-A's business model? And so you'll kind of see that as we go along today. But here's the thing about Chick-fil-A. Everybody loves Chick-fil-A, right? If they don't like Chick-fil-A, it's probably because Chick-fil-A stands for biblical values that they don't like. But, but everybody loves Chick-fil-A. You don't, if you don't like Chick-fil-A, it's not because the food isn't good. It's not because the service isn't great. Because Chick-fil-A really is good. And, and, and they're, like, they're not your average fast food establishment at all.
1: No, I think we can all agree. They, they have a pretty remarkable business plan. Um, when you go in there like... You're just never let down, right? They never get your order wrong. They, they're they so thoughtful. They're very thorough. They're very organized. You know, from the little play, play mats that you put out or the placemats for the kids that stick to the table, they usually have flowers, fresh flowers on the table. Um, the, the cups now that they put all the sauces and stuff in and then you put that on your table and they bring your food out for you. Uh, they've got the Christian elevator music. They have the family-focused kids' meal toys. Trash
0: cans that are automatically yes. opening. Like, uh,
1: it's just, they have a great model. Not, not to mention the chicken sandwiches, and right. the pickles, and the waffle fries, and the lemonade. And we're really sorry that we're talking Talk about, about this on, on Sunday. Sunday. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a remarkable business plan.
0: Yeah, and, I, and you really, like, I can't think of a time I've been to Chick-fil-A and been disappointed like i i may go and maybe i don't want to go but when i go i'm never leaving like man that was a real letdown no it's always pretty good whether it's in you know the mall or it's in the airport or you're going to the drive-through or you're dining in whatever it is uh... chick-fil-a is next level chick-fil-a has some serious serious game and here's the thing we believe that christian married couples should have some serious serious game when it comes to sex We believe that just like Chick-fil-A is a cut above the rest, that Christian married couples should have sex. That is a cut above the rest. Can I get an amen? Amen. So our hope for you today, as weird as this sounds, is that every time you go to Chick-fil-A from this day forward, that you would be reminded of your pastors talking about sex and how good it can really be if we learn from the best in the chicken business. Somebody say, Chick-fil-A. Did you guys get it? There you go. little Kanye for you. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about Chick-fil-A. Our son
1: heard that last night and he said, what's that for? And and Josh said, it's for a message we're doing tomorrow. And he goes, what are you guys talking about? And we said, sex. And he was like, can you talk about that in church? And then he said, and what does it have to do with (laughs) Chick-fil-A? So, so confused. All right.
0: Your six-year-old sister's in the car. So we'll talk about this later, buddy. All right.
1: Things, Things Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A has taught, taught us about, about sex.
0: Number one, Sarah, take it away.
1: They value our pleasure. Okay, how many know when you go to Chick-fil-A and you're sitting there and they come by the table and they're like, would you like a refill? And you say, yes, please, I'll take some unsweet iced tea. And they leave and they go fill it up. They put the good ice in there. And then they come back and you look at them and you say, thank you. What did they say to you? My pleasure. It is my pleasure to meet your needs. It's my pleasure to serve you. Or when you're out in the drive-thru, you know, they they are uh, in the rain they are dealing with like the, the the really hot temperatures. They are risking their lives to take your order, especially if they're taking my order because I'm in my big armada that has really tinted windows and I can't see over here. And I'm talking to my kids, shushing them, reaching back here for my purse all while talking to this person. They're
0: taking their life into their own While camps.
1: I'm driving there, they're putting their life at risk. Yeah. They do all this so I can move through the drive-through as quickly and efficiently as possible because it's it really is an amazing method. You. 45 cars in line at Chick-fil-A. Right. Four cars in line at Whataburger. You're going to move through Chick-fil-A faster than you are. Whataburger. So they, they do all this, and, and we look at the iPad and umbrella holder in the scorching sun, and we say, thank you. And what do they say? My pleasure. It is my pleasure to serve you and to meet your needs. And this is what 1 Corinthians 7 tells us that sex should be like. Look at this with me in verses 2 through 6. It says, the marriage bed... Must be a place of mutuality. The husband seeking to satisfy his wife, not himself. The wife seeking to satisfy her husband, not herself. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. Marriage is a decision. How many know, like, the theme of this this series is marriage is a decision. Love is a decision. It has so much to do with decisions. It's a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. The attitude that we have to have for mutually satisfying sex is, it's my pleasure to give my spouse pleasure. It is my pleasure to serve and to meet your needs. Somebody write this down. Good sex is focused on the other person. It's focused on the other person. Uh, When Josh and I got married, we were both virgins, and... uh, we went about this all wrong. Like for the first two years of our marriage, we were standing up for our own rights. Like I'm in it for, for me, he's in it for him. And it was just very selfish all around in the marriage, but in the, in the bedroom also. And because of that, the sex was just like lackluster, like the guy in the video or just like, really? I've been waiting, this is what I waited 18 years for. Like just wasn't, wasn't that, wasn't that, wasn't what, wasn't what I was expecting, right? My expectations.
0: It's so funny to just sit here and hear about how terrible you are.
1: We're but helping, I was, yeah, We're helping so, people. We're helping know, people. All right. Yeah. So anyway. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so our marriage, it was struggling in every area, including the bedroom. But God came in and did a miracle because how many know that <laughs> a God miracle. is... miracle. I love
0: that. It was a miracle. <laughs> a real miracle. All right.
1: God is in the business of doing miracles and marriages. <laughs> In fact, the first um, miracle that he ever did was at a a wedding, that Jesus ever did was at a wedding. He wants to do a miracle in your marriage. So we were struggling. Our marriage was on, uh, hanging by a very thin thread and he came in and just began to heal our hearts and our marriage. And one of the things that got so much better through this process is our sex life. And it was because our way of thinking changed. He gave us a new mindset. It was all about each other instead of just trying to make it for us. Uh, When we made it our pleasure to serve each other, everything started to click and it became something that was great, something that we looked forward to, something that was very sacred and special and and, uh, holy to us. And it's just continued to get better year after year as we've continued to adopt this mindset that it's my pleasure to give you pleasure.
0: Yeah. I think husbands, if you're, if you're married and you find that, it kind of feels like you're dragging your wife along when it comes to sex. I think we really have to get real and ask ourselves the question, are we making it worth her while? Like, are we, are we just focused on ourselves or are we focusing on her? Because, like, if you make it worth her while, she's going to want to do that, okay? So, so take the focus off of you. Let's get real. You're going to get where you need to get, right? <laughs> so focus on her. Let's get her where she needs to get, and the getting will be a lot gooder, okay? And let me also say this. I told you it was PG-13. Let me also say this. Um, maybe there's some, there's some reasons why, that are, di- that are like outside of the normal reasons why your sex life is struggling. For example, um, maybe you had some things happen to you as a child. Uh, maybe you were molested. Maybe you had some kind of bad experience with sex that causes you to have a little bit of an issue, a freedom issue when it comes to sex that makes that hard for you. Or maybe... Um, there was, uh, maybe there's some problems, like your body doesn't want to cooperate, like your, your low testosterone, whatever that may be. Two things I would encourage you. One is believe God for healing. Like ma- sex is something God created for you to enjoy in the marriage bed and to unify you in the marriage bed. So so don't just settle for this is just how it has to be. Just like if you were sick in your body and you had a headache or you had cancer, you would pray for healing. Pray for healing. And, and, and whatever that may be. And realize that God can heal you emotionally. He wants to bring freedom to your life. He's, he's a God who can set you free. And then two, seek help if you need it. Maybe you need to go to some counseling. And we can recommend, if you'll reach out to New Song Church, we can recommend some good counselors to help you with this. Or maybe you need to go to the doctor and you need to get a prescription that will help you out. Do whatever you need to do. Don't, don't just settle for this is the way it has to be and this is just not going to be good. Do whatever you can to make this better, all right?
1: Good. All right. Things Chick-fil-A has taught us about sex. Number two, they value feedback. Uh, When I was in 11th grade, I ate at Chick-fil-A once a week. uh, Woodland Hills Mall, Tulsa Food Court or Tulsa. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, Woodland Hills Mall in Tulsa. And every time I'd go, I'd get my receipt and I would be looking for those magic words. This is before the app that said, enjoy a free original chicken sandwich on us. So to get the chicken sandwich, you had to call and do a little survey, and they wanted to know how they're doing. And of course, it was always like 555, 555, all the fives, you're doing fives best in every area. And then they'd give you a code, and you'd write the code on your receipt, you'd bring it back, I'd save some lunch money, and I would get a free chicken sandwich. It was awesome. Okay, I wonder how many free chicken sandwiches Chick-fil-A has given away over the years. A lot. A lot of free chicken given away. Why would they do this? It's because they really, 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 really value our feedback. They want to be the best of the best. They want to know if there's a franchise out there that's making them look bad. Taco Bueno needs to, to do this because
0: they, get, they, get they've started, got people. this
1: franchise over here on Western that is making the hey, entire, hey, okay, the entire... Okay. Let's stay on topic. Taco Buenos okay. all look bad. Okay, so, so Chick-fil-A, they, they value... Our feedback, right? It hurts
0: her because she loves talking about it so much. She'll just talk about this in the car sometimes. (laughs) It's a freedom issue.
1: So they want to be the best of the best, right? Um, We need to ask for feedback from our spouse. Yeah. And we need to value their feedback. If you're doing a great job, you want to know, right? You want to (laughs) know. Let them know if they're doing a great job. If you want them to change something, let them know. I want to know if you want me to change something. Uh, Feedback is the breakfast of champions. It really is. In all areas of life, feedback is the breakfast of champions. In fact, write this down. When we take the initiative to ask others for feedback, we take a powerful stance towards growth. When we want feedback, we're saying, I want to grow in this area. I want to grow. I want to be better at sex. You want to be the best of the best, ask for feedback, value feedback, and then adjust accordingly.
0: When we take the initiative to ask others for feedback, we take a powerful stance towards Growth, communication, communication, communication. We've talked about it throughout this series. Communication is so important to your marriage. It's also important to your sex life. You got to be asking some questions. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want me to start doing? What do you want me to stop doing? What's like? Hey, that's annoying. Stop that. Okay. <laughs> like, let's get. Let we gotta we gotta talk. We gotta communicate. Uh, I think it's also important that you talk about the expectations for sex. How often? You know, we talked a couple weeks ago about. Expectation, right? And how important expectations are. And if one of you is expecting sex three to five times a week and the other one is once a month, how many of you know that's going to, there's going to be a clash there? So you need to come together and communicate about what's, what's like some real expectation that we can set on this. One of the things I love about Chick fil A is that you can order ahead. Like you can get on the app and you can order your sandwich and your fries and your drink and it's, and it's ready for you when the time comes. Some of you need to order ahead sometimes when it comes to sex. You need to let your spouse know. Like I'll order ahead, guys. I'll, let, I'll just let Sarah know, hey, freight train's coming. It's... it's. <laughs> well, train. That was such a bad sentence. Okay. Oh man. Anyway, if you aren't having a lot of sex, <laughs> oh, okay, Whew, got hot up here. If you aren't having a lot of sex, I, I would encourage you to communicate about this, to talk about this. Maybe something that you need to do if you find that you're just, this, this is never happening, is you may need to calendar it. Like put it on the calendar, Friday nights, Wednesday nights. Monday nights, like whatever, we're going to put the kids, if we've got kids, we're going to put into bed. We're going to shut off the TVs and we're going to make it happen. Captain. Good. All right. All right.
1: Things Chick-fil-A has taught us about sex number three. They are always a good decision. Okay. Once a week, our family of five, we're in the car. We're trying to decide where we're going to go for dinner on Friday night. Right. And we can never all agree at the same time. I don't think ever in the history of the blunt family of five have we ever said, let's go here, and all five of us are like, yes, it's a great idea. We always disagree. So most of the time, we just have to make a decision, and we just have to go for it, because we know that the family needs food, so we just gotta decide. And you know what restaurant's always a good decision? Chick-fil-A, right? Even if I don't want it, even if I didn't feel like going to Chick-fil-A, if I'm the one out of the five that's like, no, I'd rather go here, when we go there, if we just decide to go there, I enjoy Chick-fil-A. I always leave satisfied. chick fil a is good everywhere. Like you said, airport, if you're at a conference and you get one of those little Chick-fil-A boxes, it's good, it's satisfying. At a school function, you've got one of those Chick-fil-A sandwiches that's been sitting in the little uh, foil package for like three hours, it's good it's too. Good. It's always good, consistently good. So if we make the decision and we show up, it's gonna be good. Okay, a common misconception about sex is that uh, it's dependent on two people both experiencing a strong desire for sex at the exact same time. This is what we see in the movies, right? Two attractive people, they come together and they have these intense libidos and they come together, it's, it's right there, it just happens, all the passion at the same time. But how many know that that happening on a regular basis, that our sex drives line up at the exact same time is almost as rare as the five of us trying to decide on the same place for dinner? It's a rarity, okay? In fact, science shows this. Women's sex drives are highest late at night. Men's sex drives are highest in the morning and in the mid-morning and in the afternoon <laughs> and in the evening.
0: When available.
1: <laughs> when available. <laughs> Women apparently are most ready at 11.21 p.m.
0: Guys, set an alarm if you're married. 11.21,
1: 1121. p.m.
0: boom, magic hour.
1: And then men at 7.45 a.m. So you can see just scientifically, women are most ready late at night, Women, uh, men are most ready in the morning. So we can't count on matching sex drives for satisfying sex. We just have to decide, 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 decide. And even if we don't um, feel like it, even if we'd rather do something else, most of the time, like Chick-fil-A, if we will just make the decision and go there, it will be a good decision. We will all be satisfied. So we've got to do it. We've got to do it because we know that it's vital for the strength of our marriage. Sex is vital for the strength of our marriage, just like food is vital for the strength of my family. So once we have that mindset, then we just go for it. Last yeah. week in St. Louis, we traveled there for a funeral. It was not the most fun circumstances to travel. It was a very quick travel. We were tired, but he ordered a head. <laughs> and he let me know that he was looking forward to... New
0: city, hotel. Hotel. Come on.
1: Yeah, he let me know. So... We get to the hotel and of course that night, that is the last thing on earth I feel like doing. We've been flying, my head feels like it's about to explode, like congestion, I'm tired. And, uh, but I knew that he'd ordered a head. So I I made a decision. I went and took made a shower, a decision. cleared my head, went all in, just decided to go for it. And it was, it was good. awesome, yep. it was great. Just saying, because I made the decision to go for it. If you will go for it and just decide, 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 it's always a good decision.
0: Yep. All right, here's number four, things we've learned from Chick-fil-A. They aren't afraid to spice things up. Chick-fil-A is not afraid to spice things up. My favorite thing for years at Chick-fil-A was the number one meal, chicken sandwich, fries, and a drink, typically an unsweet iced tea or a lemonade sometimes if I was in the mood for that. Um, And I, I would just get that. And I wouldn't venture away from that. That's just kind of how I am. If I go to a restaurant and I like something there, I just keep getting it because, you know, what's the point? I like it. Why, why try something else? Well, the problem is, what if there's something else that's just as good? Or or what if there's something else that's it's better? And so I was at this work day at the church I was working at at the time. And uh, they had catered in Chick-fil-A box lunches that day. And I got to lunch a little bit later because I was just you know working so hard and just so committed to my task, because that's just how I am. Uh, I got there a little bit later. And when I got there, all of the regular chicken sandwiches were gone. And all they had left was the new sandwich that had just come out at the time, the spicy chicken sandwich. And I was a little aggravated. I didn't want the spicy. I wanted the regular. Spicy's not what I normally get. This isn't my normal. I want my normal. But, but I was hungry. And so I took the spicy and I, I sat down and I ate it. And you know what I discovered? The spice is nice. Spice. Somebody say, the spice is nice. The spice is nice. And, and this led me to explore even more on the menu of Chick fil A. And I discovered there's a lot of things at Chick fil A that I enjoy. You know, they got breakfast, they got breakfast burritos, they got wraps, they got chicken biscuits, which are nuts good, they've got uh, shakes some seasonal shakes. They've got cookies, the cookies. I like chocolate chip cookies. They got a good cookie there. And, and, and so here's what I kind of discovered. I learned to be more adventurous with my Chick-fil-A and it led to greater dining experiences. And we're talking about sex, right? We're talking about pleasure, we're talking about married people and, and what sex can look like and what it's supposed to look like. Well, here's, here's the point. Being more adventurous can lead to more pleasure. Now, hold on before you take that too far. Let me just pump the brakes for a second. When I say being more adventurous, I mean within the confines of the understanding of God's model for sex. I'm not talking about bringing other people into the bedroom. I'm not talking about bringing pornography into the bedroom. We'll talk more about that in a second. I'm talking about keeping the marriage bed holy. Set apart is what holy means, which means it's set apart for the husband and wife. But I also want you to understand this, too. Set apart does not mean boring. And I think a lot of Christian couples have settled for, well, we're married, and, you know, we've been married for 10 years, and we're faithful. But that just means our sex life is going to be kind of lackluster and boring, you know, until Jesus comes back. And that's just what we have to settle for. But listen, that's not, that's not the way God created this to be. God created sex to be pleasurable and fun. And read the book of Song of Solomon sometime. Like, the, there was a couple in that book, and they were having some fun. Like, they were two people that were having sex and being adventurous and, and playing with each other's body. And they were bringing food into the equation. Like, this was not wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. This was all night into the next day enjoying each other kind of sex. And that's what God is, wants us to have in sex. Like, don't always settle for the number one meal, people. Be adventurous. God created sex to be a, a, in in marriage, to be a safe place in the marriage relationship, to be a safe place where a wife and a husband can explore, can experiment, can laugh, and can have fun.
1: Right. And it's not just like, we've been married for this long, so it's just going to get, it should be, the longer we've been married, the better we get, because the better we know each other, and the more we've explored it, like it should,
0: yeah,
1: it keeps on getting better. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right, number five, things Chick-fil-A has taught us about sex, they keep it clean. Okay, Chick-fil-A's always clean, right? Their bathrooms are clean, the tables are clean, the floors are clean, somebody's always wiping off fingerprints off the glass, the place is really clean, especially for how many people they shuffle in and out there every day. But I think sometimes as Christian couples, we hear that last point, we got to spice it up, and then we wonder, how do we keep it clean? Like, how how do we do this, and how do we know that we are not defiling the marriage bed? Because Hebrews does tell us to not defile the marriage bed, okay? so we put together some questions, three questions that you can ask that will help you if you are wanting to be adventurous and try something um, to know if you are, you are staying in uh, that pure place of purity, all right? Um, the first question is, is it prohibited in scripture? Okay, if not, we may assume it's permitted because there are some things that are very prohibited in scripture, like homosexuality, incest, prostitution, things like that, pornography. It is prohibited in scripture, but then there's some things it doesn't say. And uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6.12, everything is permissible for me, okay? Next, it says, is it beneficial? This is a question. Is it beneficial? Does the practice in any way harm the husband or wife or hinder the sexual relationship? If so, it should be rejected because there's going to be some things that you're like, oh, Scripture doesn't say anything about this but it's not beneficial and it brings harm to your spouse. So then you reject it because Paul didn't just say, everything's permissible for me. He said, everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So if it's not beneficial, yep. don't do it. The next one is, does it involve anyone else? Sexual activity is sanctioned by God for husband and wife only. So if it's a sexual practice that involves um, somebody watching, somebody, you watching somebody else bringing somebody in, it's going to defile the marriage bed. So you can ask, Is it prohibited in scripture? Is it beneficial? Does it involve anyone else? We've had questions like, are sex toys okay in marriage? Run it through the filter and see what you think. Uh, Is pornography okay in marriage? Run it through these filters and see what you think. These questions will help you know if you're keeping the marriage bed sacred and pure.
0: Point number six is our final point. They are closed on Sunday. (laughs) Closed on Sunday. Now, listen, I ain't saying you can't have sex on Sunday, okay? In fact, I'm hoping anyway. But but here's the thing about closed on Sunday closed on Sunday is not just something that Chick-fil-A does it is something that they model and it's something that they champion like it's all you know like McDonald's has I'm loving it Chick-fil-A is like I'm closed on Sunday like their signs say closed on Sunday their literature says closed on Sunday and here's what it is closed on Sunday means this is this is the biblical standard by which we operate this is how we function. This is what we believe, and so we practice this and live this, and we lead with this, and we're not afraid to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. My question for you is, go, what, what, for when we talk about closed on Sunday, here's what I'm talking about. In your life, do you champion biblical views when it comes to sex? Are you leading with the biblical view of what sex is supposed to be, and does the world around you know that? Married couples, young people, college students. If you're a college student, do the other college students know that you live by the biblical standard? Is that something that you're letting them know? Do your kids know this? See, here's the thing about sex. People aren't talking about it. Christians aren't talking about this. And so there are people who are looking for answers, especially young people that are looking for answers. And since we're not talking about it, they go looking for answers. And let me just let you know, who is willing to give them some answers on this is the devil. See, God created sex, but the devil has taken it and perverted it and warped it. And we see in the world we live in today, there is an attack on God-ordained sex and marriage. And so the world is attacking this, and our kids are being trained, and they're being taught these things that are wrong and perverse and that lead to confusion and that lead to sexual addiction and all sorts of problems. And so New Song Church, if we're going to be the church God's called us to be, the people that God's called us to be, then we have to lead with the biblical worldview when it comes to sex. we got to be willing to open up the lines of communication and talk about this in the confused, sexually confused world that we live in today. Our our kids need to understand the difference between uh, just trying to be a virgin when you get married versus being pure. Our kids need to understand the traps of sexual addiction. People around us in the world need to understand the the danger of things like pornography and and the lies that the enemy is trying to confuse people with, we have to open up the lines of communication and talk about the biblical standard. So closed on Sunday means this. It means we declare, well, listen, this is important. We declare that by grace through faith and with the love of Jesus, the biblical standard for sex by grace means if people have messed up, we show them, Hey, the grace of God is for you. With faith shows him that no matter what you've done, no matter how messed up it may be, if you'll put your faith in Jesus, he can turn this all around for you. And with love says, we love you, and we're going to love you through this no matter what it may be. And we got to talk about this. we got to talk to our kids about this stuff. You know, the, the, the average age, listen, this is important. The average age that a young boy is exposed to hardcore pornography in the world we live in today is eight years old. Eight years old, hardcore pornography. Average. So you may go, when do I need to start talking to my kids about this? Probably sooner than you think. This is a big deal. And we gotta talk about this. We gotta open up the lines of communication. Our kids, when, with us, we, we, want, we talk to our kids about this regularly, the ones that are old enough. We've started talking and communicating. And, and the conversation goes like this. It's not a once-and-done conversation when we tell them where everything goes and how everything works, and that's the end of it. No, we've opened up the lines of communication and we've said, hey, we're gonna continue to talk to you about this. We want you to come to us with questions. We're not gonna be, we're not afraid of your questions. We're not gonna be offended by your questions. We're gonna love you through no matter what you're dealing with, and we're gonna help you understand god's view of this because we love them and we want what's best for them but it's not just for our kids it's also for the people around us you know we we have these kind of conversations with our staff we lead a staff here at new song church and part of our oversights that we have with our staff every time i go out with some of my guys i always ask them the question how are you doing with pu- purity and if they're married i say how how's your sex life you guys having sex regularly i don't want to get into the details because that's inappropriate <laughs> But I do want them to understand that this is important. This is an important part of your marriage if you're married. And that you need to champion this. And and we want to champion that for them. Because listen, I believe this with all my heart. I believe it based on what the Word of God says. And I believe it based on what I see that's been scientifically proven. That married couples who have sex more than once a week have the best marriages. In fact, look at this. Married couples who have consistent sex, a consistent sex life, experience more happiness together. They're happier They deal with less stress, are in a better mood with fewer mood swings, they sleep better, they have a higher self-image, have a stronger immune system, experience less emotional pain, and have have less physical pain in their bodies. Some of you need to quit taking Tylenol and you need to start having more sex with your spouse. My, My point is this, the Bible tells us and statistics tell us here that married couples who have frequent sex together have the best marriages. They have a better quality of life. So of course, I'm going to champion this for my children because I want my kids someday to grow up. I want them to understand this. I want them to avoid the pitfalls that are hurting so many people so that they can move into their marriages and have a good sex life because they're going to have a better life. And I want my friends around me to understand this. So I'm going to, I'm going to lead with closed on Sunday. This is the standard. This is God's worldview. God created sex, not the devil. And God created it to be a a, a way that we could be uh, joined together with our spouse in a powerful way that doesn't just affect us on a physical level, but on a spiritual level. You know, you're more attracted to your spouse if you have sex with them more often. It it does so much for us. Sex is not just physical, it's spiritual and it's sacred. So So, in closing, what Chick fil A has taught us about sex six things. Number one, they value our pleasure. You need to value the pleasure of your spouse. Number two, they value your feedback. You need to be communicating, talking. Communication is not just for your, for, your, for your marriage. It's for your sex life in marriage as well. They're always a good decision. Just go for it. Just make it a happen, cabin. They, they aren't afraid to spice things up. There you go. And they, if
1: you want a website, let me give you one real quick. Thepurebed.com. It's a, uh, it's a website run by pastors. There's no nudity. There's no, there's no porn or anything like that but it's ways to spice up the marriage bed. Now, I can't vouch for everything because I haven't taken time to read the, the whole website. Again, run it through the filters. But the, uh, what's it called? The purebed.com. There you yeah. go, right?
0: And then number six, they're closed on Sunday. We got a champion with what we believe. So good. All right, our
1: homework for this week. You guys ready for the homework? Okay, married couple, uh, couples, pick up some Chick-fil-A. Have a feedback session with your spouse. You can't do this today, though. Yeah, literally. not today. Uh, Talk about what's working, what's not. Come up with a plan for how you can have better sex more often. Okay, number two, married couples, if physically able, have sex at least three times this week.
0: Somebody say amen.
1: Somebody say I'm going to be a doer (laughs) of this word. Number three, (laughs) parents. Parents, ask your kids. Start a conversation. Do you have any questions about anything you've heard at school that's confusing to them? You'll be surprised at what you hear with that
0: question. I'm telling you.
1: Let them know they can always come to you if they have any questions about anything. And then four, singles or anybody, if you're dealing with some sexual immorality, uh, past or present, set aside time to repent. Ask God to forgive you and help you walk in his will for your life.
0: Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to pray over the married couples of our church. If you're married today, would you join hands with your spouse this morning? This series that we've been in, and I just lift up the marriages of our church, Lord. A marriage is the first institution you created, and it's important. And uh, Lord, I just thank you for what you've you've given us in marriages, and I pray that these couples in here would be joined together in a stronger way than ever before. That you would help them to love each other, to serve each other in every area, in a strong, powerful, impactful way, Lord. I pray for for forgiveness to take place where it needs to take place. I pray for restoration to take place where it needs to take place. Holy Spirit, we invite you in to lead us and to guide us and direct us. In Jesus' name, Lord, I lift up these marriages. I thank you that it will be a church known for the strength of the marriages of our church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, Go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.